this is a test of the Scooter Magoot. Let's try to do an impression. How about um, Christopher Walken, okay? A blueberry. Welcome to episode two. Fun for me and you. Woo! All right. Welcome, everybody. The second episode of the yet-to-be-titled podcast between four friends having fun. So I think this time... We'll do quick uh, introductions. I'll just tell everyone what's going on, and then we can go right into our segments. Does that sound good? Okay. So we've got, I'm Scott number one, or Scooter, and then there's Jeremy and Mahesh, and Scott number two, or Scotty. <clears throat> so Jeremy and Mahesh and Scotty all grew up together in the same neighborhood, and then Jeremy and I lived together in college freshman year on the same floor and I latched onto him and haven't let go and then absorbed in the rest of the neighborhood friend group. And so here we are. Well then there's that what ten years ten years later you and I made out. Ten years. Wow. Ten years. Uh, something like that. It's been a good ten years. No, more, more than that now actually. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean we I mean graduated Penn State two thousand nine. Yeah, so and we we do we, we, lived in, we lived down in the neighborhood since what 93, 94. 93, yeah. Oh. 95 for me. Oh, what, okay. a, what a loser. We just we just warmed it up for him. <laughs> oh, that's, fair. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, I also just wanted to say that the purpose of this podcast is just to make each of us smile and laugh and really so we can get together and debate silly things and maybe throw in a little bit of seriousness here and there. Blue Doritos um, are still the best. Really I'm just good. saying that I, I still haven't forgotten. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> that's, that's one of the debates <laughs> from episode one. All right. So the first segment we'll do like we'll do every time is called what's good with you. And so we'll all just go around and say something that makes us happy that's happened in our lives or that's happened outside of our lives that makes us happy. So anything really. So let's just go around and quickly say something that makes you happy. Uh, Jeremy, you go okay. first. Uh, so I'm really excited about the snow. It's going to happen tomorrow <sighs> and Dang Monday it. and Tuesday. I love snow. I love, <laughs> I love skiing. But actually what I really wanted to say, and I was thinking about this earlier this week, uh, Kind of funny that we were talking about growing up uh, together because I was kind of thinking about how awesome it was when Scotty, Mahesh, and I were growing up together and just kind of how we ran that neighborhood. I mean, <laughs> we played cops and robbers throughout oh, that whole yeah. neighborhood, ghosts in the graveyard. Uh, we had pretty epic golden eye um, in the house. I just remember I was kind of thinking back to those days and made me smile and hope that my little boy Bennett gets uh gets something like that growing up too so hey i i'm gonna you know what you just said something that made me smile so scott i'm gonna jump in real quick uh go ahead, go ahead. Go all ahead. right so um going off that jerbo the story that made me smile i just thought of was when man it was it honestly was like a like a july day we were playing cops and robbers and me and john had the bright the bright idea that we were the cops right so the robbers ran out and hid and we had to go find them we had the bright idea just to go into your basement and just drink lemonade. And it was like 105 degrees outside. So all the robbers were just running around outside for like an hour while we we're just chilling in the air conditioning. That I'll was... never forgive you for that. I'll never <laughs> forgive you for that. <laughs> nice. 
Okay, so happy memories and some trickery. <laughs> what about you, Mahesh? Jay <laughs> I could have done a Jay Z song. I mean, I that would have been more appropriate. I nailed it. I'm not going to say I, I nailed it. I was going to say Scotty. It. Scotty yeah. needed to crush it. Scotty needed to go one layer mm, deeper. That's what Scott's do <laughs> with my rhythm. Yep. Okay, Scott. Uh, what are you so drinking? I'm going. I'm not going to be a loser, or lame like last week. Uh, I actually am drinking a beer. Uh, it's from High Wire Brewing, <laughs> which is man. I don't know where they do this. It's somewhere in the U.S., but uh, it's a s'mores porter. So it's probably on the bottle somewhere. Oh, it's uh, sorry. It's Asheville, North Carolina. Hey. Oh yeah. So shout. What brother shout Brett out lives. to Asheville. This is actually delicious, and with this uh, snow coming in, uh, I got a whole six pack. So I'm I'm ready. I've tried it. Can you taste all three s'mores uh, ingredients? On, graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate. Uh, definitely chocolate and marshmallow, not graham cracker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to have one of those yeah, on the exactly, side. Just exactly. Exactly. I'd actually be concerned if I like started feeling little like flakes in there of crumbs. Crumb, yeah, crumbles. Yeah. That would be uh, <laughs> concerning. Um, all right, who's next? Mahesh, what are you I drinking? Have a beer from a Vermont brewery called. The brewery is called mm-hmm. The Alchemist. The beer... That's a great book, by the way. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> the beer is called Focal Banger. It's just an IPA. But this brewery is known, for... <laughs> is known for this beer. And they have another one called The Heady Topper. And those are very popular beers. And you can pretty much only get them in Vermont. Um, so when we did our trip to Vermont a few months ago, I picked up a lot of these. Oh, nice. What type of uh, beer it's is an it? IPA. Is it real hoppy? Um, it's actually not. It's a good balance. <laughs> okay. Actually, it might be a little too hoppy for you, but okay. Um, it's not. It's not like the hoppiest of beers. The hoppiest the of beers does say on it. Don't be a d bag. Recycle this can. <laughs> <laughs> that's effective. Ooh, that's like very. Ver- that's very Vermont. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jerry. All right, so I got some Clyde Mays on the rocks. I've oh been- yeah. In this whiskey bottle, it's like seventy-five percent gone. I'm pretty sure it's all me. Good for you. Um, it's got it's got a little saying on the side that I just saw as I was looking at the bottle. It says, "Say what you be, be what you say." I like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ah. hey, some, some deep thoughts from Clyde. Speaking of uh, of bottles, uh, super exciting about that, uh, Madame, Madame, or Madam, sorry, Adam, Madam. Third time's a charm. <laughs> All right, sorry, I'm gonna have a beer deep already. Uh, that that whiskey bottle, uh, Mahesh, super excited to get that. By the way, uh, that just came into possession of Venki, and he will be dropping City yes. later this week. So I will have it to you guys by next weekend. So let's think about some names for the podcast since. Uh, our initial idea is already in use. So we have a list of names. We can just, we, so first of all, we all need to be green light it. It all needs to be, be unanimous, you know, unanimous. Full, gotcha. full green to go this here. So we can think about it. You're probably just going to take a shower. <laughs> is that, is that the name? I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> take a shower. No, I said that discussing what, what the name will be is going to take, take an, an hour. hour. Oh, an hour. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
I'll go down the list here, and we'll so everyone can just go, you know, green, yellow, red. I guess. Uh, so Wachutus is number one on the list. I assume this is uh, the tribe from when um, nature calls. Ace Ventura yeah. Two. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't yeah, that's, the a deep, that's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bumblebee Two. Um, that's yeah, that too. That's actually Ooh, a brand, though. I wonder we fair. could get. Sponsored. Never mind, can't do that. Bumblebee. Well, Choo Choo's is a yellow for me, meaning I might be convinced, but I'm not. It's okay. not green. The green. Anyone else? I mean, yeah. agree yeah, on the yellow. Okay, let's keep going. So, <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. We're gonna just run through the, the Jim Carries here. I'll go green on that one. Um, you go green on that I'll, one. I'll uh, yellow that. Okay, still on the list. Okay. Keep it on the list. Sticky bandits and wet bandits. That's it's a homo- that's. Didn't make yeah, so he so hasn't seen those we movies. Can't, we can't do that. We can't. Thanks, yeah, we those have ninety. Right, well, he'll know this next one. Out. With just any <laughs> any Star Wars or Simpsons <laughs> references. Uh, I was at a family barbecue. Well, we've all seen that one. It's a little yeah, too it long. I right like now. it. It needs to be a little more concise. Uh, overcooked is, I literally have. I've la- the hardest I've laughed in the past couple of years is when we all play overcooked together. We, and then so, Jerbo and Mahesh just need to get some PS4s, and we can all. Uh, or just wanted to get vaccinated, that, that, and then we can yeah, be yeah, in the same room together. True. We some kind of play words but overcooked, overcooked is could it be like burnt or something like burnt or like burnt, uh, r- burnt rice or something? Burnt rice. Yeah, you you burn the rice mash all the time. We just take it off the stove. <laughs> what are you talking about? One more. Mi- have we ever oh, cooked dude. rice? Yo, yeah, out of here. Rice. One of when you have to like recipes. make um, or sushi or jambalaya. Yeah, definitely jambalaya. Uh, overcooked is good because it has lots of meanings yeah, too. Besides, you know, I'm gonna go green beside, on this one. I want to hear the rest of the options real quick, but it's a solid yellow. Uh, like a glove is yeah, is yeah. one. Like a, but that's hard to. We couldn't put that many L's. It would be appropriate. I think right. into the name. Otherwise, people be, think it's a yeah. baseball mm. podcast. <clears throat> Frozen ropes, hot ice, are both uh yeah. rookie of the year. Hot ice. I like. Doesn't oh icy no, hot. Shaq does icy yeah. hot. That's a different. Why are <laughs> Movie references. Laces out. Why, why were, are they all movie they references? All men, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple. There's a overcooked. It's a video well, game. At least reference. that one's like that's a video game that we all play together. That's fair. That's that's turning <laughs> yeah. more into a to a green. But I kind of like the name we came up with before this. Uh, but keep keep going, Scott. Okay. Yeah, we're almost to the end here. Laces out. Whatever this is, which is. I think was fitting, but we're you know we want to be our own. Yeah, garbled Mike was (laughs) one that came up in the first one. We're probably going to have some garbled Mike issues every episode, so that would be fitting. Uh, And nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Is that something we all say? It's something Scotty says. I I feel like I I I've said it. I I don't know if he says often. Oh, am I the only one that doesn't say it? I mean, I can learn to say it. <laughs> <laughs> try, try it out. Wait, well, hold on. We gotta say here's something. The other thing though is, like, if and we then... land on a name here, we have to go look that up. 
Yeah. So mm. like this name's not gonna just be confirmed like immediately. There's no podcast name nailed it where they're talking you about don't know that. carpentry. I'm looking up right now. Ah, oh, nailed it. The orthopedic surgery uh, come podcast. On. Damn there it. you go. Those orthopedic surgeries. What are they nailing? What are they nailing? Nailing some bones? I mean, you got it. All right, well then I'm back to I don't know, over oh, hold on. Let's look this up. Ovary oh. ovary overload. <laughs> Definitely <Yeah>. is not like <laughs> <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. There's an there's an overcooked Tuesday. Testicle Tuesday. What Tuesday? What is Holy that? What is that? That might be an SNL quote, actually. I was gonna say I definitely uh, there, yeah. there, 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 there's a couple uh, overcooked. Okay. Well, there's like a Chinese overcooked podcast, and there's this overcooked series. It's a, an, oh, an oh. overcooked series, British Council Introduction to British Food. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're not really gonna just Ooh. land on a name here, so maybe we can do the name thing offline and just continue. That's fair. Categories. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Something to keep thinking if... about. Everything. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Oh, subscribe. Smash, right. Smash it. Smash it. Is it, is, it, is no. Smash it. Okay. Topics for the week. So we'll just debate some some things here. Some topics. Kind of go. And see if we can, if we all can agree on one, I feel like that, you know, we'll have to remember that. We rarely, especially if it's not one thing or the other, but if we, uh, should we do like a lightning round here where we just kind of like go around the horn and spin? Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Best chain restaurant. I got. Really? Go. Did we lose them? I was gonna say, like Did the pause say- was Mahesh, the cliffhanger. This is all right. I'll go. Chili's. Oh, yeah, you ready? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Red Robin. I just had first Red Robin in like ten years to try the Impossible Burger, and it was good. It was good. <laughs> What were you, you got to come back to me, man? This is there tough. You Thank you. Cheese. Here's the issue with cheesecake factory. Their cheesecake, good. Yes, but no. their menu is doing every type of food available. It's do- it is. It is. Yeah. You can't do everything well. Yeah. No. It's like they've the, got like three good things on that entire menu. It's like the it's like the pizza joint, and then you look down the menu, and suddenly you see like no, gyros. I, and- Yes, uh, hamburger. I, I, like, the other day, I what? saw a restaurant that was takeout Chinese, pizza, seafood, subs, and seafood subs. And I was like, this is... Too much. Too much. Nah, yeah. yeah. I, nope. mm. It's kind of like double T where you can... Oh, was don't you dare slander double T. You close your mouth. Well, but here's the thing, Scotty. You can go there and you can a double T breakfast special. You know, that's it. That's it. You know, that's all pancakes, you get. You get your sausage. That's all you get. Yep. You know, all that. Or you can get a crab cake. <laughs> Because they've got those. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, this is how you know if if you, they're an experienced double tier, right? If they go and get anything other than the breakfast special, then they're just they're trying to impress someone. It's breakfast special or nothing. <laughs> impress someone. <laughs> Take you to double T and not get breakfast. Just show you yeah, how right? strong my stomach is. 
Okay, favorite actor that played James Bond. Are we all into James Bond? I've seen some of them. I probably have seen fifty percent of the James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Jeremy, I've seen at least Jeremy the Burke family. I've definitely seen over fifty percent. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm going. I'm going. Sean Connery. Yeah. All right. So no, I think I, I was trying to be. Yeah, I'm going to go Sean Connery too, actually. All right. Well, I'm going to go Daniel Craig just because that's kind of the bond that's I fair. grew up with. He's yes. I like Daniel Craig a lot. And really, I think I would have been Sean Connery because those are the ones I watched first. The The Daniel Craig ones are more like connect to them more because they're more modern. Yeah. Yeah. The story and everything. But there's some of the older ones are hilarious too, um, but true. I think what reading this, I was just thinking about who I want James Bond to be, I, yeah, and for me that's yeah, Idris Elba. Right. How is he not Bond? I mean, he's get, he's getting close to the age where he couldn't be anymore. But yeah, anyway, I think I read someone. I forget who they are saying is going to be the next one. I think it like Loki, well, Tom Hiddleston. No, after yeah. after anyway, it should be a blew up. Everybody wants the bro from Bridgerton. James Bond. Oh, yep. oh, interesting. The Duke, the Duke of Hastings. The Let's keep going. Let's do some of these quicker ones. Toilet paper rolls pulled um, from the top or the bottom. Oh. <gasps> Who said bottom? bottom? Who Weirdo. said bottom? Jeremy. That's, Who, is, who that? is that? It's me. That's weird. What do you like? <laughs> that's, or yeah. bottom? bottom. I thought this was going to be unanimous. You mean like? You mean like the? It's coming out from the yes. part oh facing the wall. What? Oh my! What's God. wrong with that? <laughs> it's like dangling. It like hits the floor if you don't like pull oh. it off right. And the other, it's just the other like, way could also hit the floor. It's just so hard to reach. Oh man! Wait, so you intentionally put it on the, yeah, the, for sure. the way you like it? For sure. Oh, wow, man! It's just Oof. nice because you can like hold the top of the roll and then you can rip the bottom. Why are you holding the top of the roll? What? Yeah, so you can rip it. You have to use two hands. You don't have. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do is I hold it like you I'll hold it with my right hand if it's on like the right hand side of me. I will hold the top of it with my right hand, and then the left I pull it down. That way, you don't have any accidental like pulls, and then the whole roll comes out. You're... Yeah, but you don't even have to hold it. If you don't have to hold it if it's over top, you just pull. You do it just so. stops automatically. It like nah. you, you never have runoff. I've. <laughs> I've, I've had some bad runoff experience. I'm not gonna lie. You're, oh my oh gosh. man, this is wild. <laughs> this is wild. This is Y'all wild. are just gonna have to try it. I refuse. <laughs> I'm like a little. Like I, forgot, I mean, I've tried. I feel it. like I mean, I've tried. Like, feelings are, feelings are hurt. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, I thought I knew you. I feel so weird about that. Let's unpack this. All right. What is? What does this mean? Well, if we're unpacking it, you're unpacking it from the bottom. I'm unpacking from the top. Oh, it's just never going to work out. We gotta find. We gotta find a way to make it work. Yeah, flip your toilet paper around. <laughs> we're worried that you're raising Bennett. With <laughs> <under> <laughs> <the other. laughs> right, I'm not I, I'm not raising him right. You're right. I I need to rethink my you whole let, life. You let him point, decide. What That's I a decision mean. he gets to make. That's fair. Well, you know what? We should probably just end the podcast there. No. Give him some time to reflect. You hand you hand Bennett squares at a time until he's like 15, <laughs> and then we'll ask him on this long-running podcast. 
Yeah, so it's got to be totally unbiased. Up, how would you do? Yeah. So it's un- unbiased. 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 Square to time. We my son. Um, TV shows with the worst endings. One immediately came to mind yeah, for me. Two actually, two, 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 I guess. And I feel but, like uh, I was trying to think of one that was like not as uh, popular as one to hate. Oh, those were not really? the two. I no, I mm, me neither. <laughs> I didn't watch either of those shows. Partially, exactly. Because Partially because I've never those. seen all of those episodes. Not not now. Oh, I'm no terrible endings. Why it's would I definitely stuck with your time, time especially I know the endings of those shows yeah. because they were so controversial. Fair. Yeah. What were your two, Scotty? Uh, my my like I yelled it out even when you said it, uh, Dexter. Mm-hmm. That was one of mine. Like, yeah, it, it kind of the whole last season kind of was like I could see it. Like I was like. I could see it dwindling, and then that last episode, I just I was. Did you, did you hear they're bringing it back? They're gonna. I heard because it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, let's try again. even with the bad ending. That's like one of my favorite shows. I think. Yeah, it had great seasons with great guest uh, serial killers, actors, and everything. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. What's what's it on? Uh, I think it was on Amazon. Okay, but it just has this very like anticlimactic and like dull ending it's essentially like the whole steer the whole season or like series of shows basically like two people that are in love and they're like on again off again kind of thing and then the ending you're just like this is how it ends like really this is what we just did all this and that's how you're ending it great i I thought of one more too what's that Uh walking Uh dead oh you watch that that's still He's going on. Well, the, the, here it is. Here it is. Right. So when I ended it, it was there. Right. So like, they're just like, I, I think I stopped after season eight just because it turned into so much of not zombies that it got away from like the core point of it, I felt like. And I think it is still going on. Uh, so Walking Dead just after season, like once I got to the farm, all downhill, in my opinion. I don't think I, yeah, I, don't think I did either. It was. I had to cut Good. it off. No, it don't waste so your time. Frustrating. I cut it. Yeah, cut it. All right, Scoot. When I was thinking, uh, when I was, yeah. thinking it was a Game of I, Thrones. I didn't. I didn't hate <sighs> that. That's I, I didn't hate it either. I mean, it had. I, it just had to end. I don't know. Like, I. It definitely was rushed, but it kind of needed to end. Well, weren't the directors of the show working on the um, like a big movie that was coming out just then too? Maybe. I mean, they said they talked to um, George R. R. Martin about how right. he was going to end the books because the books hadn't ended. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to do his vision. And I don't know. It seemed like the endings for the characters are not how the author would have written them. But Dexter, I think, was still number one for me. There's such yeah. an obvious, beautiful way to end that show that I think people online have, I don't know where it originated, that. And I don't think it's a well, I guess it is a spoiler, but it doesn't <laughs> matter at this point that the ending of the show is you somehow pan out and it's obvious that you were in Dexter's subconscious as he was reliving his life. And he's in the executioner uh, chair getting the death penalty for all his murders. And he was going through his whole his whole life kind of and then maybe he sees them all as ghosts in front of him as he's you know the ending or something just because that's i don't know it that seemed like an elegant way to end it as opposed to him like just going away and becoming a lumberjack and it's <laughs> <and> it's, <laughs> that's 
That's I've never heard that that theory. That, that that would be that would be a good way to end it. I think everyone would no yeah. At least everyone would have been like that, you know, someone who's even if he was killing for good or whatever, but it would have made sense as an ending. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, let's move on. Uh, one topic that I've been curious about that's a little bit more on the serious side. Because we have two people in our group that are in biracial marriages. And I've always wanted to know how that's changed your outlook on race in America or what encounters have you had since you've been married or even engaged. Um, I've been in biracial dating situations, but I think marriage is a different level, obviously. And now you have biracial children too, but it's a little bit too early to delve into that maybe because they're both newborns. But so I just want to know what biracial marriage has meant or what experiences you've had that you didn't expect or did expect and how it's changed you. And I guess I should, I should let you let the everyone know that Jeremy and Scotty are both married to beautiful black women. That's the and Mahesh and I are married yeah. to each other. So I guess you guys, yeah, you guys need to talk about that too. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, I think this is yeah, a great uh, conversation. I'm glad you brought it up. It was like I think for me. Um, so Teresa, for all of our viewers, Teresa and I have been married. Um, since 2018 now. And I think for me, honestly, I can't, there's only one uh, story that I kind of think of where it like was kind of apparent to me, um, you know, like racism and people looking at her and I differently. And it was, it was pretty subtle at the time. So subtle that I didn't even realize it until afterwards, but um, Teresa and I were both up in Connecticut. And we were driving to go through like a state park up in Connecticut and you drive through like the little booth to pay and get the park map or whatever. She was driving and I was in the passenger seat and we stopped to pay. And Teresa was talking to the lady who was like uh, taking our money and giving us our map and stuff and asking her questions and, you know, about the park and where do we go for this and that. And the lady like refused to look her in the eye or respond directly to her. Instead, she made a point to like go down like so that she could see me in the passenger in the car and look straight at me and respond as if Teresa wasn't even there. And at the time I was kind of like, oh, that's weird, you know, but like didn't really think of anything of it. And then I think like after we pulled away, I like just made the comment. I was like, why did she not why was she looking at me and not you? You were the one to ask the question. And Teresa just kind of looked at me like, Jeremy, like, you know why, you know? And it was, it was just a moment for me where I was like, holy crap. Um, like, you know, I've, I, as a white man have never had to deal with like that kind of stuff before. Right. And it's just, and, and the, the woman in the booth was white and I guess had a problem having a conversation with Teresa because she was biracial. So it was, it was really frustrating, right. To just see, you know, that treatment and how it was different. Um, so that's, I guess, kind of one example, at least in our relationship. And I would say the really have it, that's, that's really the biggest one that's stood out to me. I think we've been kind of lucky to not have to deal with, you know, dirty looks or comments or, you know, things like that. But the other thing I would say, and it's definitely happened in the past year or two as well, is just it's brought up some interesting family conversations um, just with my family, uh, my white family. And Teresa is not shy. And what I love about her kind of bringing up 
controversial issues, especially that are going on in the world and kind of talking with it, um, being biracial and being married into a white family. And, you know, we, we do a lot of talking with my family about the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of conversations about, you know, police treating black people differently or unfairly and, and black people kind of not getting the same chances at whites, whether it's, you know, jobs or, you know, things like that. And, you know, there's certain members of my family that just don't understand it at all. And, you know, they're, it, they kind of, the way they look at it is just solely their experiences, right? Like if they have a black friend who, you know, was very successful in their job or, you know, something along those lines, they just assume that's how it is for everybody. So it's not an issue in this country, right? And so I think like navigating those types of conversations mm -hmm. has definitely been a challenge because I'm behind Teresa all the way, you know, but it's kind of like, a little bit, you know, touchy with my family sometimes, which I didn't think that it would be, to be honest. And sometimes it is. So that's definitely been a challenge for me. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I'm thinking about, we live in an area in, in Maryland that's, that's pretty progressive. And uh, so it's, you know, I was wondering where that, yeah, you said you were in Connecticut. So I was, not surprised it was outside of our area. Not that there are awful racist things that happened in Maryland too, but particularly where we live, it's just it's pretty diverse already. Um, so anyway, but Scotty, go ahead. I'd like to hear your. Oh thoughts. no, uh, I think Jeremy, uh, you know, expressed a lot of the same um, uh, thoughts and ex uh, kind of experiences. But um, the the uh, the one major thing that I think. Steph, my wife, has really helped me out with is kind of breaking me out of this, uh, like, sh like uh, I don't know, like a sheltered life in the sense of, you know, I, I kind of took for granted and didn't really fully understand, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, just how white, white, white privilege. It, it, you know, I kind of took a lot of things for granted, and she really opened my eyes um, to um just how how alive racism still is and you know i really at the beginning of the relationship really was i guess closed-minded in the sense of like i have never experienced this or haven't really gone through this so it can't be happening and you know uh and so she's really uh we, we've had some really really good deep conversations about uh just you know some of the the obstacles you know dj will face um some of the obstacles that we will face going forward um and it's something that i think that's brought us closer because we can you know she can bring her side and her her viewpoints to situations and then i can do the same we can kind of see um how that kind of breaks down the whole situation itself um and it's really really she's really really um opened my eyes and, and just helped me kind of see a bigger picture. Uh, and, and, you know, I, again, that's one of the many things uh, I love about her. And she kind of breaks me out of my shell, which is really, really good. I, 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 I didn't really think I lived in like this box until we, you know, just had these really, and again, sometimes they're kind of awkward conversations because, you know, growing up in Ellicott City, Maryland, I don't think I really, you know, experienced a lot of these things. Um, and so it's been a really uh, life-changing 
relationship for the better, I think. Um, and so, you know, it, it, and we'll, we'll continue to have these conversations and continue to grow together and make sure that um, we take these challenges head on because there will be some. But as long as we're together and we, we, can, we have each other's backs 100%, you know, we'll definitely be able to, to um, push through. But uh, it's definitely been it's, it's been uh, eye opening in a good way, I think. Yeah. For sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. What, I, what I'm hearing is that for both of you, it's kind of increased your empathy and, and also awareness and maybe even your, your listening skills too. just appreciating what your wives have gone through in their lives. And now it kind of overlaps into you. You're, you're part of their life now too. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's great. It seems like in my experience, talking about racial issues i get that a lot with white people if they haven't experienced someone close to them and it can't just be something on the news right. uh, or something they've read it has to be someone personal in their lives that's more than an acquaintance they don't believe that there's racial strife or racial things still going on despite over you know whatever overwhelming evidence you present to them if they're not seeing it you know and so of course everyone's not going to be in a biracial marriage so how do you get them to empathize um, and, you know, I think that the only thing you can do is have them talk to, you know, someone who's gone through those things or a person of color in general to explain to them different things that have gone on or to even get a little taste of it. I, just quickly, I think of a story when I was a, a teenager um, with my friend down who lived down the street who's black and we were in a 7-Eleven and we were, it was winter and we were wearing puffy coats and the store owner uh like accused us of stealing because we were taking a while to decide what we wanted we had big puffy coats and i guess he thought we were or maybe he, and he had issues with people other people stealing but like just to be a and we were kicked out of the store um and it was clear to me it was because of his the color of his skin he had had bad experiences or whatever happened and we were kicked out and it was it was kind of a wake-up call to to me um about that people of color have to deal with things like this every day, you know, and really energized my empathy from, from a young age there, things like that. Um, but anyway, I'd like to hear Mahesh's input too, as a person of color on, any, yeah, you know, so reactions think, to any of that. Um, to the first point you said, Scott, about um, how people need to feel like something has to hap happen to them or somebody they know really close, like personally for them to believe that, like racism is still a thing right i don't think that applies only to like white people i think that even people of color that are not black like so for me right like indian people i don't think if it if they don't have friends that are black or have had someone like of a personal relationship be able to say like hey yeah i was treated unfairly because i am black they assume that racism like isn't a thing so i don't think that really I, I think that spreads farther than just white people. I think people of color in general, yes, are discriminated against, but I think specifically black people are probably discriminated against like the most in that sense, if that, if, if that makes sense. Um, right. Right. In our country. Right. Um, in, yeah. In like Scotty said, Rome and Ellicott City, right. There wasn't, I don't think we ever really saw any specific instances of racism, but then again, 
you know, the area we were growing up in, there also wasn't like there was a ton of black people in our area um, or even in our schools, right? Like in the schools we went to, the majority were either white or like Asian, like uh, like Southeast Asian was like the demographics, at least at Centennial High. Um, So it just wasn't something we we saw or dealt with very much. Yeah, it's interesting because it makes me wonder, you know, because I agree, I, I felt like I didn't really see it growing up, but it makes me wonder if it was there and we just didn't realize it, you know. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because think about the first time you were in a room and because it, it makes me think of it as a teenager or a young adult where you're because you see, you know, growing up in Mahesh, maybe acclimated to this because it was his whole life but the first time you're in a room where you are the minority meaning everyone else in the room is indian or black or asian and i remember thinking you know starting to think about this probably more in college because that's when i was in more rooms like that and thinking about you know is there this level of uncomfortableness that i need to get over or or Am I get, is it going to be more difficult to relate or something? And it, these these silly thoughts that I'm like, how do, how does that person feel? You know, are all the, the the black people in my school growing up or people of color? You know, they were thinking this every day. You know, at least initially, and just that was a, another moment. And I'm wondering if Mahesh felt that way too. Like you know, in elementary school or middle school, or if that just became irrelevant at some point. Um, kind of is that's kind of what happened with me. It kind of became irrelevant, but it also made me think a yeah, little bit for the sure. first um, couple times. It happened, was more you know? like in um, yeah. it would have been like elementary school. Uh, and this is kind of a funny example, but it would be like what I'd bring for lunch Sundays, right? If I'd bring in like whatever leftover Indian food we had for dinner the night before as like my lunch, right? Everyone's like eating some type of sandwich, and I'm here I am with like um i don't know some kind of indian cooked vegetable and like like grandma's you know sabathi the type of bread that she would make and that would like just be rolled up and it would look like i don't know like a little mini burrito or something and everybody would question like they'd be like oh what's that it smells funky or whatever and then the other example would be if i was doing something Uh and like going out with friends after school or on the weekends um if my grandma had cooked that day my jacket or like my clothes would smell like normally either just Indian spices or like onions. So you'd get into this car with like four other friends and their parents driving you and everyone would be like, Oh, you Uh smell funny. Like, why do you smell like that? And you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like you were saying, I don't know. I think I just got (laughs) used to it like pretty quickly. Ah, But that's even an example. Like that's such a different level to me, me feeling uncomfortable in a room where I'm the only white person is like just a different level from an elementary school kid being told they smell weird. Like how that must imprint onto you. I just can't, it's just totally different, you know? And it'd be the same thing. If we were in (laughs) India as the white kid and we smelled like (laughs) peanut butter and jelly or whatever, if we were told you smell weird, you know? Yeah. And and one thing I've really appreciated, Mahesh, is just, I feel like you've done a really good job, you know, just within our friend circle and in general of kind of educating us on the Indian culture, at least, you know, as much as, as much as you can. And I've, I've really appreciated that. Like I've, I've liked learning about, you know, your different culture, um, and food type things and, and, you know, the language Marathi that you speak and, and all of that. So I just think that that's such a great way that 
empathy can come about too is just kind of learning different cultures and what people deal with. And I think that kind of goes with race as well. So agreed. Right. Yeah. And then there's people that live in, you know, areas of the country that are 99% white and of no fault of their own. They literally aren't going to meet someone who is not white. So it's tough to <clears throat> reach people like that who only, you know, digests a certain source of media or something to, to break them out of that. So we're, I think we should get close to, yes. to wrapping up here. So I want Jeremy to tell oh, us a dad got, joke. I've, I've got uh, a lot. If, you, if you've got one, arsenal, you've always got, so got one. In your I, can you give pocket. me two tonight? Can I do two? All right. So sure, what did the- sure. Sure. Hey. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I have we'll to give you one. All right. Uh, what did the green grape say to the purple? <laughs> breathe, you fool. Breathe. Uh, all right. All right. There's, there's, there's wow. Nice. That was I good. I that. That was pretty yeah, good. The, the next one, good. I feel like there's so much pressure. I got, I've got two that I really want to say. I think one I may have already told the group, but I think it's a good one. I'm. So here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's very dad joke. Yes, tell the dad well joke again. Yeah. All right. It's How do you turn awkward. a duck into a soul singer? Yeah. You put it in the microwave uh, until it's Bill Withers. Bill. Uh, hmm. Oh, God. I love that one. Yeah, so much. You did, yeah, tell, you yeah. did do that one before. You told me. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll and tell I it still can remember it, even though you told me before. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, that I liked. I liked those. I liked the grape one. Very good. Uh, so I, I just want to point out that I, I hope we have a guest uh in the future guests on the show that we can do uh, come up with some fun questions for them to answer about themselves and you know of course eventually we're going to get some sort of celebrity on this podcast i think that's inevitable um but just start out with you know our friends interesting friends that we have that we can bring on yeah and it'd be cool to get them into into deep discussions too maybe we could we could hook them with it's not going to be a serious conversation and then suddenly (laughs) drops something serious on them so that'll be fun. All right. Well, mm-hmm. thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you all next time. Well, Splash got a day. <laughs>